Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the campfire, the only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction in exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire. While you relax and listen, make your mind wander about the reality we live in. The story I'm about to tell you is from a traveler named Erushus. He called this experience Jarrett's Dirge. Please allow me to tell you his tale. Everything changed the day that Jarrett Ray killed himself. He had been a YouTube star, an internet darling, and his life had been a TV show since he picked up a guitar. The video of an eight-year-old Jarrett Ray learning his chords is still on his memorial channel. The sight of him playing beside his granddad, the old man smiling and cackling as the young boy devoured his lessons, is tear-jerking. People talk about how you could just tell so-and-so was happy because it was written all over his face. Well, it was true in this case. Bobby Ray, Jarrett's granddad, was truly happy when he watched his grandson play those first halting chords from the chair beside him. He'd tell Jarrett ten years later, his hands and muscles withered from cancer. That teaching him to play had been his proudest achievement. Police have found another apparent suicide in the little brain today. This brings the death toll into the thousands with numbers in the millions expected by the end of the day. I looked up from the tea I'd been making inside. All this dot 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 all this because some stupid tart couldn't tell when she was supposed to be ashamed. I had been watching the reports come in all day. After the video had gone viral, it was all anyone could do to keep up with the death toll. All this over a song, I thought. All this because someone wrote a song. But it was more than a song, wasn't it? He'd won his fifth grade talent show, his sixth grade, and his seventh grade as well. By the time he was in eighth grade, the administration had simply let him close the show. Every year he wrote a new song just for the occasion, and many of them made their way onto his albums after he was discovered. During the interviews they did for the documentary, his classmates spoke about him with tears in their eyes. They said there would never be anyone like Jarrett, that when Jarrett sang, it was like he was singing just for you. Like he was the only other person in the world. The numbers are only now starting to solidify. 750,000 deaths worldwide with another 5 million expected by the end of the day. This is a global crisis, and the numbers are only just beginning to come together. Of the nearly 7.5 million people worldwide who watched the video, only those reported have been discovered dead. 
which begs the question, when will the others surface? I had to watch the news on my old cable TV. I had turned off the router in modem hours ago. I couldn't risk Sophia. I put the thought out of my head. If she couldn't get on her tablet, she'd come out here. There would be no reason for her not to. She'd been home with a fever today, so she'd slept through most of the news reports. Some small part of me was glad I had managed to cloister her. If she had been at school when the video had gone live, who knew? Jarrett had started his rise to fame as many did at the time. He recorded himself singing, playing the guitar, and posted it to YouTube. He was a moderate success. The people from his hometown pushed his numbers a little, but he never rose above a few thousand views. When they announced YouTube talent and invitation for YouTubers to send in their best to try and get discovered, he submitted his video and found the audience he'd been seeking. The adoration he'd found for his music at school was multiplied by a billion. And from there, the sky was the limit for Jarrett. His music touched people, made them discover things they never knew they'd lost. I can remember fondly when one of his songs would come on the radio at work. For the two or three minutes that he sang, it was as if no one could have a bad day. No one could be in anything less than a fantastic mood. And the world was just a little brighter while he was in it. He was our songbird, but we ultimately took him for granted. Deaths have reached a catastrophic level. Three million people dead, and somehow, the views just keep rising. The death toll is now expected to be somewhere around a quarter billion before the end, as people go to see what all the fuss is about. News outlets are begging viewers not to indulge their curiosity, as the video has been confirmed to have a nearly 100% kill rate thus far. He met Crystal while guest hosting Saturday Night Live. She had a track record for loving and leaving influentials, breaking their hearts, and taking their money if they were dumb enough to marry her. She seemed to have her eyes set on Jarrett. Their love affair was one for the tabloids, a string of fights and makeups, and public declarations of love or anger. She wanted to be a musician, it seemed, and even her middling talent couldn't pull down his star. She appeared with him on several albums, came on stage with him at concerts. But at the end of the day, it was Jarrett they all came to see. And she knew it, hated it. She was a 24-year-old time bomb who was about to destroy the world with her need for attention. When she left him after five years together, the world sighed with relief. They gasped, however, when she accused him of abuse. She had bruises, a very convincing black eye and the ear of a tabloid writer who told her whole story in glaring prose and glossy pictures. She made the talk show circuit, telling about her harrowing experiences and their toxic relationship. Eventually, Jared was called upon to defend himself in the court of public opinion. It was crap, he claimed. She had left because she had ultimately gotten everything out of their relationship that she could, other than his name. He was tired of putting up with her tantrums and her public spectacles and was ready to move on with his life. Their relationship was not a sustainable one, and he was looking for more than someone to make bad press with. They had drifted apart, and it was time for them to move on to better things. He was reasonable and adult about the whole matter. But people don't want reasonable, not even from a media darling like Jarrett. She cried and pouted while he sat and reasonably explained. And the audience ate their daily dose of drama. We have reports of a group of students on the roof of a high school in Des Moines. Unresponsive to verbal commands, they are ignoring police as they dot 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 oh my god. 
They've jumped as emergency services try to save who they can. We can see more students coming out of the emergency hatch and preparing to join their fellow students. His reputation was ruined. There was never any proof that he had or hadn't hurt Crystal. But she fashioned her story into a lucrative book deal and a successful music career. Jarrett, on the other hand, was damaged goods. He was unbookable, his sales plummeted, and his songs slowly stopped playing on the radio. It seemed that no one wanted to be seen supporting a suspected abuser and his star had now begun to fall. The next three years would see him in and out of rehab, falling hard into drug use and depression. And when he came out, he went back to YouTube with something very different. Reports are coming in about a group of men who have set themselves on fire in Kyoto. Their dying is quiet, dignified, and they burn without so much as a whimper. Kyoto authorities say, when he returned, his music wasn't the same. The upbeat, Happy songs full of hope were replaced with melancholy ballads full of despair and hopelessness. Someone sent me one of his songs in a YouTube link once, and I swear you could feel it sucking the air out of the room. He conveyed every ounce of his suffering in his songs, and though his views were just as high as they had always been, no one talked about his music now. His music was a monster that was better left under the bed. No one wanted to listen, but their curiosity wouldn't let them look away. We have cell phone footage of three men jumping into a cave mouth in an Arizona national park. The cave mouth, usually requiring climbers to rappel down to reach the floor, is nearly a mile deep. Emergency services are still attempting to get the bodies, and two members of M's are said to have joined the jumpers upon arrival. Two days ago, he made his last YouTube video. He finished something haunting, halting, tears streaming down his cheeks as he poured his soul into every note. He played acoustically, and his guitar was not tuned. The jangling melody of his untuned strings was ethereal, almost industrial. As he played, it was like watching some dying animal limp through the forest towards the spot where it will drop. As he came to a close, his voice trailing off painfully, he turned to the camera and thanked the audience. He thanked them for their loyalty, for their time, and for the support they had shown him during this trying time. He informed his audience that this was the last time he'd be on YouTube and wished them all a happy life. Then he turned his camera off and walked away from life as anyone knew it. He killed himself in the bathtub that night. His mother found him with both wrists slit. Though she was horrified, she told someone that he died with the most serene look stretched across his face. Whatever he had been thinking about as he ended it all, it had given him such joy that he slipped off with it still in his mind. And so, Jarrett played his final song that night and passed into the annals of history. Well, that's not all he did, I suppose. The death toll swells to three and a half million as medical services scramble to handle the influx of bodies. His death went mostly unremarked. A small service was held for him, and his body was interred in his hometown. A short squib about him went out over social media and on the news circuits. Outside of a handful of fans, though, everyone seemed to be very comfortable to just forget about Jarrett. His death was sad, of course. The loss of someone so young and so talented is always sad. But people seemed ready to move on and put all this behind them. And they would have if it hadn't been for Crystal and a voicemail that should have been private. She appeared on Snapchat one night, raccoon eyes and everything to tell her fans about a voicemail she had received from Jarrett the night he killed himself. I was at a charity event when he called, 
and I completely forgot about it until I saw it tonight in my missed calls. His voicemail lives on as the last words he will ever speak on this earth. He wanted to give me a gift, his last gift, and I think it's only right that I share his last moments with you all. She held the phone up to the microphone and from it spilled a monotone that no one had ever heard from Jarrett before. Hello cries, I guess you're too busy to talk to me. So just listen. I've written you a song, remember when I used to do that. It's just for you, so make sure you don't share it with anyone else. Something you can remember me by after I'm gone. She looked at the camera and sniffed a little as she smudged her raccoon eyes for effect. I'll be playing that song live tomorrow night on my Facebook. I haven't even heard it yet, but I just know that all of you will want to hear Jarrett's last song. Live at 8pm on my Facebook. True to her word, the very next night, she played the song for everyone to hear. Police are again advising people to stay indoors. Close your windows. Do not open the door unless emergency personnel calls on you to do so. There is a fear that others might be weaponizing this phenomenon. The song was nothing like anything we had ever heard before. He had left her two messages, it would seem, and the second was a dirge song a cappella. It was deep and halting, his voice spilling all the angst and pain he'd been keeping inside for three years. He bled his words for her and the nearly 20,000 people who watched. And in the end, he simply hung up and was ended forever. Crystal cried, of course, and talked about how important he was to her despite how things had ended. She wished that their relationship could have gone differently. Wished they could have spent their lives together and thanked her fans for experiencing this moment with her. Two days later, she was dead. Someone has thrown a Molotov cocktail through the doors of YouTube's corporate office. The platform claims it is blameless in this, but its failure to act in regards to the video's takedown leads others to question its negligence. The next two days were awash with odd Facebook posts and strange Snapchat stories from Crystal. She claimed there were people in her house. She did a walking tour of her home in which she shouted at things only she could hear and brandished a knife. She told her fans that she thought Jarrett's ghost was haunting her, trying to get her to kill herself. She had a two-hour video of nothing but her crying on the floor of her closet while she sobbed that people were outside the door saying she should drown herself in her pool. It all came to a head on the second day when she posted her final video. At 11.38 p.m., a staggering and slurring crystal posted one last video to Snapchat. I found these pills in my medicine cabinet. They helped a little, but I can still hear his voice. He's telling me how this is my punishment, how I deserve to die. And you know what? He's right. I ruined Jarrett's career. He never hurt me. I just couldn't stand the idea that he would keep living and loving and being loved by the people after I left. I'm a heartless bitch, and I deserve this. They found her in her pool the next day. She was the first casualty, but not the last. Mass panic in Singapore. People take to the streets looking for loved ones as the death toll. I heard the door to the back room open as Sophia wandered into the living room. She looked very childlike for a girl of 14. And I was glad for her. Let her be innocent a while longer. She would have to grow up soon enough. She lay her head on my lap, watching the TV with a sense of dread as she took in what was going on. She didn't ask me about her phone. I had slipped in and taken both her phone and her tablet while she was asleep. She only laid her head against my lap and watched the news talk about the dead in China and the dead in Russia and the dead right here in her own town. As we watched, 
I continued to listen as a story that only I could hear played again and again in my head. He had learned to play the guitar at eight years old. His grandfather had died of cancer. He was a local celebrity by the time he was 12. Crystal had ruined his life. It ran endlessly on and on and on. I'd been trying to block it out for the better part of six hours, but it just kept going no matter what I did. Someone had posted the video of Crystal's live stream to YouTube shortly before her death. As of this very second, 600 million people had heard what the media was calling Jarrett's dirge. And I was one of those people. Even as the first reports were coming in, I listened to the song via a Facebook link from my sister Pam. Pam had sent me a text an hour ago saying her farewells and wishing me luck. Her voices had been rising in frequency, increasing in volume, with every repetition. As I stroked my daughter's hair, I began to wonder how long I would last. He learned to play at eight, you know, she said, and the words sent a chill up my spine. What? I asked, looking down at Sophia as she lay watching the steadily increasing death toll. His grandfather taught him to play the guitar at eight years old. He told him on his deathbed that it was the proudest moment of his life. Mom, I'm scared. How long is this going to last? My stroking hands felt clammy as they slid over her straight hair. And as she waited, I realized that I had no answer for her. We were two amongst millions, and we would see how long it took before the dirge had us as well. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels and a blessed day. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.